Hello and welcome to the Mental Matchup, a podcast where we hope to shed light on one of the hardest competitions an athlete will face, the matchup against their own mind. I'm Kat and I'm here with my co-host Skylar DeBray. Today we are talking to the Morgan's Message founding team. I'm really, really excited to dive in and kind of give insight into the incredible organization. I am so grateful and have the privilege of being a small part of. I think that listening in and hearing kind of gives better better insight into you know how we operate and where we are operating what kind of place we're operating from which is really exciting um and i'm really excited that sky got to lead the conversation um and with that we will just dive right in Welcome to, I know we have some mental matchup, you know, returners here, but some new faces. So it's really good to see you guys and have you guys on the podcast. Um, so for starters, would love to just get some introductions. Maybe Kat, you want to start? Because I mean, you're an easy one. The audience knows you and we'll go from there. House, household <laughs> name over here. Um, yeah. Kat, Kat, you may know me as the co-host of the mental matchup. Um, but almost more importantly, I am a co-founder of Morgan's Message, was one of Morgan's close friends in college and had the privilege of knowing her. And I run our podcast and do a little, little miscellaneous things here and there for Morgan's Message. Awesome. And Donna, you want to go next? Cause you're the other podcast alumni. <laughs> sure. I feel like such an exclusive crew. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I'm Donna. I'm Morgan's mom. And uh, let's see. Yes, I've done one podcast. Well, three podcasts, technically. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, um, I do a little bit of everything with Morgan's message, more of the business side. Um, I'm not as creative as the rest of you young ladies. But as a co-founder, I tried to lead from behind with all of you guys. And I was proud to do it and excited that we're still doing it. Awesome. keep it in the family really (laughs) um yeah so i'm averly i'm morgan's twin sister and um for morgan's message i've never been on the podcast so hello first time but this i am the uh, director of merchandise so in the past i've helped um design and i'm the person who ships all the stuff to you so awesome i'm sure we have a few listeners that are like wearing Morgan's Message stuff as we speak. It, people can't see it, but on this very Zoom call, we have a few Morgan's Message merchandise being repped. So that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Meg, you want to go? Yeah. First off, um, excuse my voice. I'm a little I'm a little under the weather, but I'm Megan Bernie. Most of you people know me as Bernie. Um, I grew up playing lacrosse with Morgan. Um, we were good pals did did a lot of stuff outside of lacrosse together um and like I I always say it's been amazing to be a co-founder of this organization it gave us an outlet to turn our pain into a passion project and I I can't believe how far it's come um as for what I do day to day with Morgan's message um I run the social media they call me director of outreach but uh likely if you dm Morgan's message to me on the other end. So if you ever want to say hi, feel free. (laughs) Awesome. And last but not least, 
Um, hi, I'm Claire Kehoe. I also grew up playing lacrosse with Morgan and Megan and Averly on Cardinal. Um, so knew Morgan since middle school. Um, I actually went to Duke with Morgan as well. Um, I played on the club lacrosse team there when she was on the D1 team, but we actually got to spend um, my last semester at Duke playing together, which was an absolute blast. Um, so for Morgan's message, um, I'm the director of education. So um, kind of to echo what Megan said, just absolutely can't believe we're here now a year later. Um, could not be more proud of um, all of our ambassadors and kind of the big team that we've formed through Morgan's message. Yeah, I, I'm so excited to dive into like all the growth that you guys have seen over the past year. It's pretty crazy that you guys are the original team and to have a discussion with all you guys about how far it's come. Um, I think it'll just be really amazing to hear because I mean I'm not even that familiar with you know what the organization looked like in the early days so I'm excited to hear more about it um, so with that I think I'd love to have Donna you start to give us just like a high level overview of how this organization started what it looked like from the early days and kind of the major like, timeline markers over the past year and then we'll dive into details once we get going all right so obviously when something like this happens, um, as we were absolute devastation and everyone just kind of kept to themselves. Um, and unfortunately COVID kind of kicked in soon after um, we lost Morgan. Um, so really people started coming out of the woodworks around Averly and Morgan's birthday in uh, 2020, which was May 27th. And um, it was really great to hear from you guys um, some other friends, and we were just really just sitting around um, trying to figure out what happened. We finally came out of the woodwork. We finally could start talking about it um, and started the process of healing, I think, um, just by starting to talk about it openly. So we're sitting here, as you guys know, um, we were sitting there just trying to figure out what went wrong, uh, what did we miss, and we bottom line, we came up with the idea that, you know what, she was so either ashamed or um, scared or whatever, the stigma just, just got to her and she did not reach out to anyone. She didn't really reach out to get any help. And so we just thought, you know what, that has to change, period. Um, there's something wrong culturally if you feel that bad and you can't talk about it and you can't reach out and get help. Morgan was a strong person, man. I mean, she, if she had her mind set on something, she was going to tackle it, including her health, but she didn't know how. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to start, we thought possibly by sharing stories um, could prevent the next Morgan um, from you know, not reaching out. Maybe if Morgan knew that so many people that were looked just like her, acted just like her, had similar lives, if they were struggling, then she wasn't gonna be so alone. And maybe it would have given her the strength to reach out. So it really started as just a podcast series. Um, we were just gonna tell stories. We were gonna ask people to share, they could be anonymous or not. And we just thought maybe that will help someone that is feeling the way Morgan was. And maybe it will just give them the strength to reach out. So really it started as a podcast and pretty much everything else has grown organically and very surprising as we'll get into. But. Um, that's, I mean, someone chime in, but that's, that's all how this started. This was supposed to be a, an Instagram account and a podcast series and that's it. I do want to say for me, a big learning thing from, from the jump, I guess, was when I had reached out to Donna back in, back in May, like for Morgan's birthday and I wanted to go visit Morgan 
And I remember this is just kind of for anyone who might be struggling with like how to reach out to someone who has lost a friend or a child or a sister. I remember thinking, oh my God, like I don't want to send this text, but I really want to see Morgan. I don't know how this is going to be received. Like, I don't know what stage of grief they're in. And it took, I remember being like, I have to send this text, like staying up at night thinking about like, oh my God, oh my God. Sent it, went to go see Morgan, went to talk with the Rogers. And it was like, everything changed from that moment forward for me. Like I felt like hugging Donna, like hugging, like just being there was such a sense of relief and a way to be like, okay, like there is a way to move forward from this. So I would say like for people, if you know, you are grieving, like to reach out to people who you may think are struggling, even if you have no idea what to say. Like I had no clue I was like oh my god what if I say the wrong thing I probably Donna like read that text over and over and I was like does the comma need to be there do I oh god I was like do I need to say this this because I was like so stressed about it but I think it was the best one of the best choices I have made in my life because it's led me to Morgan's message and where we are today well and I gotta backtrack a little bit I'm so grateful that all of you guys really did reach out I mean mm -hmm. some of you were right right away but I, but it wasn't a lot because we were all we I we didn't we weren't the only ones that lost Morgan yeah and when we know that too and it was also like reverse like from our end like we didn't really know how to handle it either because again we we're like we knew it, we weren't the only ones feeling this way like we knew that you guys, but we didn't know how to reach out to you guys. We didn't know weird. what to say to you guys. Cause there's really nothing you can say, but that's great advice, yeah. Kat. You know what? I, just go for it. Just reach out, just say something. You're not going to hurt anyone more than they already are. So yeah, actually that's what helps. I started to do. I started, you know, I think mine was rather soon, sooner <laughs> than later, but I think I was just sending you guys random things all the time. Just like a, like a gift. <laughs> like it's someone dancing and just because I was like I didn't I didn't know how to say it I didn't know how to say how I was feeling yet I didn't know how you, again like Kat said where you guys were in your stages of grief and but I think it all it all helped just to have that little connection even if it was just a little heart on the gift that you guys sent or like if you know back and forth so you don't need to have a huge response it's just like the little just knowing that someone's there too I think that that was like a strong exactly strong thing for all of us I'm so glad you guys brought that up because I think that that's such a hard dynamic and so common and it's cool to get so many different perspectives all in one conversation um yeah I'm really glad you guys brought that up thank you Kat um the other thing that I wanted to hear about because I've always thought it's such a beautiful logo is the logo design for Morgan's message. Um, and I, I know that Morgan was an incredible artist and did a lot of work in like geometric shapes and everything. And I, so I like made some connections, but I'm so excited to hear more about where that logo inspiration came from. Megan, why don't you take that? All right. Well, I, I'll say, uh, Donna, how about you start with how the butterfly came to be yes in yes. our lives yeah and how you came across the butterfly how that was our okay yeah. yeah so um it was Saturday we lost Morgan on a Thursday 
And on Saturday, um, a few of your moms came, Megan and Claire, your mom, and um, a couple of other moms came out to just be with us. And we went for a walk up the driveway. We have about a, a driveway that's about a half a mile long. And there's this one section of the driveway that haven't it, I haven't seen it since. There must have been 200 butterflies in this one area that, like I said, I've never seen it since. It was just that day. Or we were, before. Like or it before. Wasn't, it right. wasn't. It, this wasn't like a, you know, what do you call it? Annual. When they migrate, it, it had nothing to do with that. And they were all over the place. And so we all just paused and went, okay, um, that was kind of cool. Um, fast forward about 10 days later at her service. Um, it, was a, it was a family service at, um, at a um, cemetery. And the four of us are sitting in chairs mm -hmm. and the rest of the family was behind us. And um, it's wrapping up and a butterfly literally flies across the four of our faces. And right to the here. point where I gasped and I had to move away because it was going to hit us. Same. And then it landed it, on her urn. So it literally was and it just, right here and then landed on her. And it just and, and we were all just staring at it and no one knew what to say. No one knew what to do. It was it was like such a sign. Such a sign. And then a couple of hours later, um, we had a memorial service and we had a couple of tents. And in one of the tents, um, people were saying that they they It was crazy. I yeah, was in that tent. It was insane. There's a there's this bush and the butterflies would come into the tent, out of the tent, the monarchs just would not leave. Like they just stayed there the whole time. It was crazy. So it was something that we couldn't deny <laughs> at this point, yeah. you know, it was, um, yeah. okay, we know we want it to be a butterfly. And honestly, I didn't want it to be a butterfly. To me, it was so typical. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Morgan's not typical. So like, I want something really unique and, and but we couldn't deny this. Mm -hmm. So we knew in general, and all of us talked about this. It wasn't it wasn't mine, but everyone agreed. Like it has to have some something has to do with the butterfly. Mm -hmm. And so Megan, you want to take it from there? Yeah. So um, when we first started, then talking about how we were going to create Morgan's message, um, you know, it took us a long time to one narrow down the name would be Morgan's message, but we came to that conclusion. And then after that, we're like, all right, next step logo. Um, my older brother, Nick, is, uh, he's an artist, graphic designer, muralist. Um, so I was like, all right, Nick, let's, let's reach out to him, see what we can do. We wanted to incorporate the butterfly, Morgan's artwork, her favorite colors, and um, especially the semicolon, which is um, just a known mental health symbol. So lots of back and forth. Um, all of us nitpicking a little and uh, eventually we got to the design we have and we love it. It's, it's amazing. And it represents every part of Morgan that we loved and her because uh, she is the butterfly. She guides us. So, um, but I have to say, once we saw it, there was, there was absolutely no doubt in all of our minds. Once we saw it, we were like, that's it. I love that. So. I was going to say the antennas. We kept forgetting the antennas and it still <laughs> becomes a thing. Now we'll, we'll make a new, like for Pride Month, we made the, the rainbow logo, antennas forgotten. The first shirt we ever made, antennas forgotten. And it's those damn antennas. You know what? Now we always remember them. 
<laughs> but yeah, Nick, Nick really did a fabulous job. Like Nick, and he was also very patient with all of us. Yeah, bunch of kids. All our edits, but no, he really. Bernie he, Art. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I, I just had such chills and was tearing up through that whole story. I mean, that kind of stuff was just so powerful. Um, and it makes me so grateful that you guys had that experience too. Cause like, those are the things that pull you through and make you feel like, okay, like she's still with us. And like, this is tangible evidence that we can hold on to. Um, so that's amazing. Quick, yeah. Quick caveat actually to plug nine for nine um, on July 11th as well. Uh, so for nine for nine, just any kind of exercise you do for nine minutes, nine miles and Last year on our inaugural nine for nine, I decided to run nine miles. Now, I am not a runner. I do not run. I like to quickly walk as if I was a mom in a supermarket, but otherwise I do not run. And Don't get I in the way. Like, you know what? <laughs> I know. I decided, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to run for Morgan. Like, this is something that's going to challenge me. And I know she would want me to challenge myself. So I went on a run and I was in New York City running on Chelsea Pier and I'm on like, mile like five and I'm like mother effort I cannot do this any longer I start walking a monarch butterfly in New York City in the middle of July literally floats right by my face and like pauses and then like leads the way and I remember being like you effort and then getting my ass to jogging again but it was so crazy like I was like this butterfly she's like always there and she, she was like laughing at me because I was like if she was here she'd be like running laps around me while I was moving in a linear direction craziness it's so cool um so claire actually i have a question for you i want to hear about and i want to get to all you guys on this too but we'll start with claire um if you knew like a year ago today if you knew what morgan's message would become what would you think definitely not what we're doing now um i think like everyone kind of said we really started as a podcast and a website. I don't think, I mean, at least I didn't think nonprofit was not even in the conversation. We were learning how to build a website, build an Instagram. Um, am I surprised that things took off? No, just because I think that, I guess, background on me, I majored in neuroscience. So I've always been very kind of in tune with mental health generally. And I definitely have always thought that um, we were as a society kind of destined to a point where we really kind of tackle these issues. Um, and especially with COVID, I think it's unsurprising that finally a lot of these conversations are starting. So in that sense, I think the concept we had, I am not surprised that we were kind of able to build this amazing community that we've now created, but would we have even known that we were going to have campus ambassadors and spreading this on like through an education aspect, which is what I work on, that was never even in the cards come last July. Um, and I think it's been really amazing how much um, we've been able to also kind of adapt to this community and what the community needs. I think it's been an amazing experience um, adding new unexpected parts to our organization and different initiatives. And a lot of it also is driven by feedback from this community and I think that's been a really awesome aspect of this is that while there obviously are um, certain people kind of taking the lead on things at the end of the day this is such a kind of team effort and community effort um, just kind of everyone is so passionate about what we're doing and I think that's been um, 
a side of this that I wasn't expecting to feel so empowered by the people that are supporting this effort. Mm-hmm. I think that's so cool. Did all of you guys have a sense that this was going to become a big thing or were some of you guys like, you know, this is just going to be a small thing for our smaller like family and community people who knew Morgan? I mean, like I personally, I did not expect it to get this big. And again, kind of like how Claire said, like we also didn't originally plan to do the ambassador program. So it's just I, I, because again, this started as a coping mechanism for us. We're like, what can we do? And then to just see how it's grown since, like, I, I personally didn't expect that. Like, I have to remind myself every once in a while, like, just how much we've done in a year. But I mean, it's, it's great, but at the same time, no, I didn't, I didn't expect it. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Um, also for context, because I think a lot of our listeners are very familiar with Morgan's message, but I know that some might not be. So could I get one of you guys to talk about what the ambassador program is? Because I think that is one of the key components of like what your growth has been this past year. Yeah, I can tackle that. Um, so basically our Morgan's message education program, um, is a totally student athlete led initiative, um, encouraging ambassadors to start mental health conversations and events at their high school and college campuses. Um, Really the biggest aspect of this is not only um, spreading awareness about mental health, educating individuals about mental health, but also really building a community in a space where people feel comfortable um, and know that it's okay to talk about their mental health, specifically amongst student athletes, just because that's a um, pretty unique population of people who have kind of always been taught through sports to kind of strive to be the best and to be mentally tough. Um, And in reality, there's a lot of um, pressures that come with that. And there hasn't really existed a space like this on many campuses. Some, yes, but um, the biggest goal of those programs is really just to make sure that people recognize and know that there's a community supporting them. And there's a lot of other people that are out there struggling with what they're struggling with as well. What was the initial inspiration for the ambassador program? You guys talked about how the initial thought was to have a podcast and website. What was kind of the turning point of being like, oh, I think that this ambassador program could be really important? You know, I think what makes us a little different is it's peer to peer, which there really isn't anything else out there like that. A lot of um, programs are being taught by adults per se. Um, we really encourage this to be a peer-to-peer because it's such much safer uh, feeling uh, space that these kids, I hate using the same words over and over, but um, I think that is empowering to them to know that they don't have to go to a lecture. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's the feedback we're getting. We're, we're empowering these people with guidance from Claire and all of our awesome liaisons to run their own programs. And Claire, you say it all the time. Every school is going to look a little different. We want to hear from you. Like, what's your what's your pulse on your campus? And then we'll help you kind of navigate through that. But correct me if I'm wrong, you guys, peer-to-peer is what makes us very, very different from everything else out there. Yeah, and I think if I remember correctly, um, we had kind of talked about, we were definitely at a point, so the education program emerged in September of 2020. So at that point, we've been up and running for a couple of months, but we're definitely had gained a ton of support, unexpected immediate support. And we're also at a point where we were trying to figure out, okay, how, what else can we be doing to support this community that we've created? 
Um, and I, I really think if I remember correctly, um, just bouncing back ideas between each other. And I think even maybe might've even been feedback from kind of someone that had just been following Morgan's message. Like, don't you think you got, this would be awesome if we could really spread this on high school and college campuses. Um, and then also Anna Callahan, who was our first um, ever Morgan's message ambassador down at Duke um, specifically reached out and was wondering how she can get involved on a greater level. And kind of through those conversations, we realized that we had the potential to um, really make a difference on campuses, which is where um, obviously all of us working on this have a massive impact through kind of our social media presence and generally our kind of outreach. But at the end of the day, um, the people that we're targeting and trying to help through this community um, are on campuses right now. And so we thought we needed to be there too. Yeah. Shout out to Anna. What an incredible human being. Um, another question. I think um, I'd love to get everyone's answer to this if we have time for it. And maybe Kat, we'll start with you. Um, I'd love to hear about what you think your biggest individual win has been over the past year. Um, and then maybe what the biggest group win is. And if you'd also just want to like bump someone else's group win. It might be pretty similar, but it also might be interesting if you guys have different group wins. So could be cool. So yeah, Kat, we'll start off with you. I think the biggest individual win for me would be just the podcast and the more so the responses to the podcast, having, you know, people who I didn't really interact with kind of like, we're in our, my ecosystem, like whether it be in high school or in college, you know, texting me, Hey, we heard this episode. Thank you for doing this. Like I actually went and sought out therapy because I realized I'm, I'm not alone in this. And like someone else has gone through something similar and just being able to provide really like what our initial goal was a platform for other people to feel less alone. Like, even if that's just one person, I think to me, I like literally tear up because it just fills me fills me up and I know Morgan would be so proud um I think my biggest like group win has been wearing like a Morgan's message shirt or a hat whatever it may be even my keychain and people being like oh Morgan's message like I've heard of them you know me being like oh really cool like how are you involved like do you want to get involved and just almost like the street cred of like people starting to recognize our logo and even not even right like we're right on a year I think in a year having people from all over even though I am pretty ingrained in the lacrosse community at least like in northern Virginia it's just humbling it's really humbling and it's been the coolest experience it's so cool I can snowball off that one Kat uh kind of with the group when people recognizing um I even I have a neighbor here in Cape Cod she's in high school she texted me a few weeks ago and was like, I was just in the grocery store in like, you know, Fairfield, Connecticut. And I saw Morgan's message and I went up to the lady and talked to her about it and told her. And I was like, we are from all over. And the fact that just even the recognition everywhere, such a group win. Um, I think, uh, you know, like more personal wins or just like, you know, like individualized, I guess. Uh, I love seeing how like all the organic outreach on social media and the conversations with people and 
um, just even getting DMs from certain people being like, I wish this organization was around when I was younger. People who aren't even athletes anymore. Getting those messages always like makes my day. Like I, it hurts me because I wish, like I truly wish that they had something like this when they were an athlete. Um, but just to know that like it's valid and it's helpful and it's helping people even beyond their years. Um, that's always so great. I have um, another, it's a group win because we had a parent reach out to Morgan's message in general, just said like, just thanking us because um, her daughter was very much like Morgan. What we picked up on was like with all things lacrosse, but like also all things like secret mental health wise. Um, but after she heard about Morgan's message, like the daughter finally built up the courage to go to her mom and say, something's not right. Like I need help. I'm in danger of myself. And so basically like Morgan's like hearing about Morgan's story and the kid feeling the connection, she was like, okay, that's the path that I'm on right now. And so Morgan's message gave her the courage to tell her mom. And so now she's, as far as we know, she's getting help. Yeah, she's getting help. So she's doing great. I keep in touch with her mom. Mm -hmm. That I think is a huge, huge, huge group win. Group win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so massive. And that's I not, think, that's not uh, the only one. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I, I hear from several moms, as you guys probably hear from several athletes. So. Mm -hmm. Claire, what do you feel like your biggest individual win has been? I would say, and I kind of alluded to this earlier, but I think I'd say the community that's formed amongst ambassadors and not only like, I love getting to know them, I guess for context, whenever someone joins as an ambassador, um, Donna and I hop on Zoom with them and get to know them so that we're not just names on an email, but actually putting faces to what we're doing and just hearing there are stories of people obviously around the country and in Canada that I've never actually met. I just feel so connected to them. And I think that's what I'm most proud of. And also the fact that so many of our ambassadors who never knew each other have formed friendships through being a part of this together. Um, so I think that's something that I'm most proud of is just this community that's formed um, and specifically our ambassadors. Um, and then yeah, group wins, I don't know, echoing just what everyone else said, I really think um, just the impact this has had in a year. Um, I don't think we can even begin to recognize the reach we have. Um, obviously, we get feedback, but I think what's even more humbling is probably knowing that there's even more and more people out there that this has affected that we don't even realize. So um, I don't think we stop and give ourselves kind of that moment enough, um, just because we're always what's the next step? Um, so it's great to kind of have also this conversation right now where we can talk about these things. Even the other day, I was thinking about the fact that we had, we've had multiple schools have like, it, like games for Morgan's message. I don't know if I'm phrasing that the right way. Like that to me, like being on ESPN and the ACC network and all, it's just crazy. Like Syracuse wearing our logo on the back of their shirt standing in solidarity solidarity excuse me 
like for advocating for mental health, like it's mind blowing. It's amazing. And it's very humbling to see the work that we've been able to do. Mm-hmm. Shout out Morgan Alexander. She's the best. Crushing yeah. it. Syracuse. <laughs> and, and with those, like also the videos they make and the best is when I have this little alert set up on like Google yeah. alerts, whenever Morgan's message gets mentioned anywhere, I get an email right away. And these random news broadcasts will come like Morgan Alexander set up this thing with a local news station up, uh, upstate New York about, you know, profiling one like her story. She's a great story. Um, hopefully we'll get her on here one day. Uh, and then just talking about Morgan's message. And that was a huge surprise. We also had that with like JMU, um, a local Harrisonburg station. And then a girl went on ESPN radio um, locally. It just all those little things. It's, it's crazy. Inside lacrosse. Like it's been crazy. Yeah. It's been crazy. Yeah. It's pretty crazy reach. And yeah, like you said, like first year, it's, it's insane. Um. I want to come back to Donna Neighborly too. I didn't get your individual wins. Want to make sure we get you guys on those. Oh, um, we're, we're ditto. <laughs> I, I have to say, I, I feel I have some of my personal wins. Truly, I've I've met some moms through this that I I've never met face to face. We've talked on the phone. We've talked on Zoom, but I've made some really good friends through this. Um, and there's one in particular, and she'll listen to this, and she'll know that I'm talking about her, but I'm not going to mention her name. But yeah. Um, that, and, and then the, some of the feedback that I've gotten from mom saying that my daughter or my son actually reached out because of your organization. So how can that not be a win to me personally, as well as big win? Mine, I guess, um, I mean, it's helped me talk about, like, I mean, I was just telling you, talking to you last night about like my mental health story and everything. So um, it's made it a lot easier for me to talk about it, even though I'm not an athlete, but just to come out and anymore, not anymore. Yeah. I used to be, <laughs> but, um, and then, um, on a higher or more positive note, the dog bandanas are really cute. So I really <laughs> like that. <merch. laughs> yeah. That is a huge group win for everyone, even beyond this group. Yeah. <laughs> a global win. And you know what? We've just we've just kind of glazed over. I, I think we would all agree here that if we look just at our core people, this has really been healing. Yeah. I think everyone on this call wasn't quite sure how to take a step in the positive direction because as we've said, I mean, this was devastating to every single person that's here. And um it got it got me out of bed again. It did. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had something to do that day that was going to um, make make an impact in a positive way versus just, you know, get Donna, you need to take a shower today. You need to brush mm-hmm. your teeth, you know? Um, it, it made me take another step. And um, side fact, every single person on this Zoom has a full-time job. Mm-hmm. doing Morgan's message when they have free time. I'm the only one that didn't have a full-time job when this started. So I can't let that go without being mentioned. So anyway, yeah. I'm oh, glad you mentioned that because it definitely has helped, I think all of us really cope and just at least talk about it and put that energy towards good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I'm 
curious about hearing too. I think it goes goes along with this discussion of like personal healing and also what um, Avery was talking about in terms of like just um, having a different understanding of your own mental health and being able to discuss it and be more open. Um, how has being a part of Morgan's message over this past year changed your own perceptions of mental health, how you deal with your own mental health, um, whether it be specific to Morgan or more general? I can go first. Um, So yeah, I mentioned earlier, I've always been interested in mental health. Um, I was pre-med undergrad, was always interested in kind of the psych, uh, psychiatry aspect of it. my plans have changed since then, um, but I am actually have kind of ch- partially changed what I want to do with my life as a result of kind of getting this close to mental health. Um, so I'm actually now going into nursing and most likely will become a um, psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner someday, um, inspired by kind of everyone I've met through this process and the need for that type of work. Awesome. She rocks. <laughs> yeah. It's an understatement. <laughs> um, yeah. At least for me personally, I'm going to selfishly jump in and answer my own question here. <laughs> if that's cool, is that kosher? I don't know. Um, I think. I think the podcast and maybe Kat, like I'm sure you've experienced this too, is like just within the pot, the episodes that we've recorded so far, I think it's opened up completely new experiences that I never knew were possible in the realm of mental health. Like it's, I think, thank goodness education is getting better in terms of understanding mental health. But even when you do it from kind of a formal learning education setting, you cover depression and anxiety and kind of like buzzwords of what that could look like, but you don't really get a detailed day-to-day, this is what it looks like for this individual person, and this is how it impacts their family and their friends, and this is one tangible thing that you can do to help them in that moment. You know, like it's, um, I think that hearing stories is so powerful because it gives you those details that you can lack in like an educational setting. And that's where the peer to peer is so important too. It's like getting that human involvement has helped me understand the wider spectrum of what mental health can really look like. Thanks for indulging me and answering my own question. (laughs) Part of our team, Sky. Oh, well, I'm honored. It's like, yeah. Um, I, I'm like so blown away by everything that you guys have done. I love that, Donna, you mentioned that all of you guys have full-time jobs. Like it is crazy to see how much work that you guys put in on your off hours. I think Kat, I see most of your work more than anyone else. I'm like, this girl is doing a thousand things and I don't know how she does it, but it's absolutely killing it. Um, cool. <laughs> um, any Did anyone else have any thoughts on that or? Shall we move on to another question? Next one. Cool beans. Um, I'd like to say that um, I didn't know anything about mental health. I didn't. I try to tell um, parents when I, when I speak to groups, I try to just say, you know, we talked about everything at the dinner table, everything, sex, drugs, anything. There was no topic that was off limits except mental health. Mm-hmm. 
we didn't. And I tell parents when they ask, do you have any advice? I'm like, yeah, just start talking about it. But it wasn't because we didn't like, avoid it. I was going to say, it, it, uh, like, cause that I'm like defending you a little bit. Like it wasn't because she was like, oh, that's bad. Like you shouldn't talk about it if you are, but it was just yeah. because like, we didn't know that like it, it needed to be talked about it or does it, that mm -hmm. makes sense. We didn't think that it was a topic that needed to come up. And so, I mean, again, well, like just from the kid's side of it, I yeah. was like, oh, mm -hmm. well, we didn't have any, um, we didn't have anyone in our family that has ever struggled. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was a topic, you know, we've had people that have cancer. We've had people that have diabetes, whatever, like we talked about stuff that we were familiar with. This just didn't seem like something that we needed to talk about. It wasn't avoided. Um, and so that's kind of the advice I give to parents. Don't worry if you don't have any experience with it. Why not just bring it up? Mm -hmm. Just bring it up and yeah. see how you react. So I I've done a, a huge 180. I've learned so much and I'm so grateful. And um, of course, I wish I could go back and know what I know now. Mm -hmm. I just can't. So. And a little bit off of that, again, not to go into too much detail about like my own mental health, but basically a lot of the things that like I'm experiencing, I, you know, I'll, I'll talk to my therapist about it. And she was like, didn't you say that that was something Morgan did? And I'm like, oh shit. Like, so like now, like I'm actually starting to understand a little bit more from that side. And so now, and just from the other way of it, I'm like, she was giving us the signs. I just didn't know them. Or like, she was just because like, she, like just her, her actions spoke louder than her words. Cause her words were not there, but everything that she was doing, I was like, okay, like just little changes. But we that know. again, like I didn't know, and we it seems so it didn't seem like anything at the point. And but now that I'm more in this field, and now that I'm learning more about it, and Me too. someone experiencing it, I'm like, oh wow, that was obvious. But again, because we just didn't talk about it, didn't I, didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know. So <laughs> that was the only thing. So Morgan's message has opened that up, huge for me. Our whole family, Everybody, extended yeah. family, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll spiral off that a little too and share my answer here. Um, so, I mean, this group of people knows, I, I, like they all know, I was severely depressed when I was in high school. So I, I've been through it all, um, all the different types of scares and thoughts and it, it, it was rough. They saw me, these people saw me through my worst. So, um, and I don't know how I got through it. Um, I mean, I talked to a therapist, I did all the stuff you're supposed to and I uh I think it, that's what ultimately led me to like just stop playing lacrosse I just needed to have one less thing in my life um so with that sharing that I guess getting involved with Morgan's message after losing Morgan is only like even made me more passionate about mental health and ensuring that other people get through it because um I went through it myself so it's it's, it's easy for me to want to help people Mm -hmm. yeah looking forward um what do you guys see as some of the biggest things that need to happen in mental health whether that's in the scope of Morgan's message like goals that you guys are reaching towards or just outside of the scope of Morgan's message too like recognize that these are things that need to happen um 
to make this more of a conversation, like you said, to help people understand signs and um, get people through whatever dark space that they're in. I think education, like first and foremost, there just needs to be like, you don't know what you don't know, kind of what Abe and Donna were talking about. Like until you go through something or you have someone close to you and you're firsthand, secondhand, thirdhand experiencing it and realize like, wow, this is a real real thing. I need to get the tools to figure out how to, how to deal with this. And those are tools that like, I didn't have access to, like, I didn't know I necessarily needed, like, I was never told like, Hey, this, this, and this may mean you're depressed. Right. Or this, this, and this may mean these are signs about for anxiety. Like never in high school was I told in college other than on a concussion test. Like I, I also wasn't aware of, Uh, but for Morgan's message, like, and just in general, more people talking about it. Like you, you see Naomi, like I can't pronounce her last name for the life of me right now. So I'm not going to butcher it, but like her, her stance, right? Like that's so powerful and that gets the conversation going. Um, Dak Prescott talking about his brother. I think having more people who have a wider reach and like Dak Prescott, who's supposed to be QB of America's football team, right? Like, it doesn't get much more masculine than that for him to be like, Hey, like mental health is real. Like, you know, I think that's what also opens up the conversation and allows people who feel like they have to be, I think this applies a lot more to men. I'll say than women, because I think women have an easier time getting in touch with their emotions. I know that's a little bit of a generalization, but like for men to be able to talk about their feelings and emotions, that's also what will open up this conversation and allow like growth within this space. Mm-hmm. I'd say kind of on that, um, to bring it back a little bit more towards the student athlete part of it is not only that, but then having the coaches and the staff be more aware of, cause I mean, they see these kids every single day but just kind of of them knowing more of the signs and just saying like, so like if someone, you know, like they're running a little slower practice, I don't know, I can't think of an example right now, but them just seeing like changes in their attitudes towards practice, like like not to punish them or anything, or just for coaches and staff to know exactly what's going on and what are like this, possible symptoms for the what are the red signs? flags yeah the red flags that's what are the red you. flags mm-hmm. i'm not sure they know them some do i have no doubt yeah but that would be helpful i think is that something that you guys have as a goal for morgan's message to reach more coaches and um administrators in the student athlete space yeah i'm gonna brag on my mom for a little bit, but she's been working on something for the last couple, like a last couple months or something, just trying to like get work on that. So hopefully that's going to be a soon new announcement, but yes, that's, Donna's been doing great with that. Yeah, there's definitely a generational gap um, with talking about mental health and understanding it. And I'm part of the, the older crowd that didn't, doesn't understand it, didn't talk about it, you know, for no other reason than stigma or whatever, or culture or whatever. Um, the young people, the ambassadors and their advocates and 
they are so open to talking about this stuff. So we have to close that gap. We got to get the administrators, the athletic departments, um, we got to get them on board with what the student athletes need, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. We got to bridge that gap. Yeah, totally. I'm really excited to hear that that's something that Morgan's message will be focusing on the future. Um, are there any other key goals that you guys are excited to, and maybe they're top secret also, <laughs> but <laughs> um, is there anything else that you guys have kind of set out be like, all right, year one was a major su success. What like do we hope that year two has in store for people? So I'll add that um, our ambassador program will kind of be restructuring a little bit, not really necessarily changing, but um, we basically have a massive group of awesome graduating college seniors that want to stay involved, even though they might be kind of moving on from their athletic life. Um, so we will be kind of expanding our ambassador program to include a kind of ambassador at large role where it's kind of people who might be kind of competing at a level after college or former athletes who um, still want to stay involved and are passionate about this. So um, that's another aspect that will be kind of coming soon is how we can continue to build this community um, in that potentially kind of post-athlete career kind of time of your life. Awesome. That makes so much sense. I wasn't thinking about the seniors that were graduating, but that seems like a very natural next step. Um, I'm looking forward to maybe being an ambassador myself. <laughs> Yay. Um, cool. Well, I think... Um, we're coming close to the end of our time here and I would love to finish with all of you guys um, either sharing one of your favorite memories with Morgan or talking about what you think Morgan would think of Morgan's message or both. Um, let's see. Kat, you want to start? Yeah, I'm going to throw myself under the bus a little bit here, uh, but I have, two, I have two funny stories. One, the video, and we need to repost this video of Morgan on the oven. That video has gotten me through the toughest of days. Morgan scales her kitchen, comes up to step up on the oven. It breaks, like literally, and you can just see the fear in her eyes as she jumps down. And then she like runs to turn the camera off. And in that moment, you can see she's like, oh, fuck like you just know you know and that video is like iconic to this day cracks me up it's just it epitomizes Morgan I feel like as like a human she's just it was so 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 funny and then on. The Sorry, other... I got to the oh yeah. yeah yeah she told my parents that um the because we had to do some renovations so she told them that the painters broke the oven <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, yeah, we didn't we didn't know until after she was gone. Until she posted how that video. oven broke. Until you found the video. Oh my god. <laughs> I love that she kept the video evidence. I think my response would be like, all right, this video is getting deleted immediately. She sent it to me the night oh, yeah. it happened. Yeah. Like, no, keep it quiet. You sent that around <laughs> real quick. <laughs> okay, sorry, Kat, you can go now. No, it's okay. And then the other thing, so in college, long story short, my nickname was Cat Balls. And like 
don't get your minds in like a pervy state. It was because I made really good cake balls and freshman year, we'd always have to pick up the ball bag. And I was not a stellar lacrosse player my freshman year by any means. So I would always grab that ball bag. Cause I was like, if I can do anything, I can pick up a bag of balls. And so I got the name cat balls. Morgan <laughs> would scream yo balls like across the quad, no matter what, like other people would be like cat balls, cat. It was only balls to Morgan. And boy, did it really just light up my day when I would hear balls behind me. I mean, to this day, I still think whenever I hear ball, balls, I think of Morgan. And I mean, my dad, if he's listening to this, he's going to be like, Cat, Cat, please stop, stop right now. But <laughs> it's so funny. And it like brings a smile to my face every time. That's a good one. <laughs> I can go next. I also kind of have two things. Um, so senior year, Morgan and I lived in the same apartment building at Duke. Um, and basically, I had a lot going on senior year and um, was studying for the MCAT, which was pretty brutal and just a lot of busy with school trying to wrap things up. And Morgan very much knew that, was an amazing friend through it all and would leave me little like notes and items outside of my door. And we lived in like a big apartment complex. So it's not like other people definitely saw this. And one time I accidentally locked myself out of the apartment. So I had to go to the leasing office and had to get them to let me in. And we had little placards next to our door that had our apartment number. And Morgan would always leave little cheddar bunnies on my number with no other note, but I always knew it was Morgan. She'd just line them right up on the number. So I get in with this woman and I'm just so stressed and trying to get into my apartment. And she's like, are those cheddar bunnies? And I had no explanation for her. I was like, I was like um, yeah. And she just kind of looked at me and then she let me in my door and I was like, Morgan, I'm going to kill you. The least thing lady thinks I'm crazy and have these little cheddar bunnies lined up <laughs> on my number. Um, and then a quick other thing on that note also, um, I think a lot of people will probably know this, um, but like the oven video, Morgan would make funny kind of video compilations that she would um, send around or post on her, like a private Instagram she had. And she made me a like three minute long hype up video for me to take my MCAT where she didn't speak a single word. Um, she wrote one word on each sheet of paper um, to, can you feel the love tonight? And it went through one by one for three minutes with her at the um, very end, like whipping off the fridge. So that is a video I have saved in a million places. So I will have it forever if anything happens to my phone. Um, but yeah, I think those types of memories of the stupid shit Morgan would come up with and send around um, is pretty unmatched. Uh, my One of my memories spirals on the stupid shit Morgan would send around. So um, this was a physical gift. Actually, so she, uh, my senior year uh, at, in college, I get this random package and it's massive. And I was like, and it, it was senior spring. It was right before the big like blue white football game weekend. Um, and it's this thing and it has a note on top. Uh, and it says, burn dog, use a snack, but you could use one too. And I open it up and it's, it's this huge tin of popcorn. Like one of those big, I forget the name of it, but it has like the three flavors. Thing was housed by the end of the weekend between me and my friends. Uh, but that was just like a funny, like out of the blue random thing for Morgan. Um, 
just didn't even text me about it, anything. Just just showed up. Use a snack. <laughs> so that that's one of my favorites. But then also, um, legendary Morgan uh, always changed the tires on her car. She would always get flat tires. So I go down with Donna and Kurt for a game um, her freshman year. And her she drove to the game. Afterwards, we were meeting them at whatever the place at Duke is where the parents take the kids to eat after. I don't know. Uh, and and she has a flat tire. And she looks at me. She goes, Bernie, like, time me. Full on in uniform, like, eye black on. She goes, time me. She's literally lying on the ground. I, I timed her. She goes, I can do it under five minutes. Does it under five minutes. She goes no one's going to notice. I'll pull in this way. Like we in like, no one's going to notice. It'll be fine. Cause they'll be pissed. Cause this happened two weeks ago. We pull into the place. Mr. Rogers immediately looks and goes, what happened to your tire? And I go, don't worry. She did it in under five minutes. So like you should be proud, but I feel like everyone has a story about Morgan changing a tire and making them her time. Them. So Actually, that's when I met Kat's dad. Yeah. Dad offered help. She was like, she's not a knockout. I got it. My dad literally was like, this poor girl in uniform is about to try to change a tire. Like, what is she doing? Offers help. And she literally goes, no, I know how to change a tire. I'm good, but thank you. And like, literally, like, my dad said he like watched her change it and his jaw was on the ground. But also, I would not trust my dad to change a tire. So thank God Morgan knew how to how to change one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we bought at least twelve tires for that one car. I was good. I didn't get any. I didn't <laughs> so, do you have a story? Um, it's yes, I have a story, but then it's also like a little bit of. It's actually probably more of a your story that I'm going to steal. Oh, um, I got plenty. You got plenty. It's um when she was back at home in Virginia and you guys were gone for, I don't know, doing groceries or whatever. I don't know. We went to the horse show. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Wait, no. Yeah. We were overnight. Are you talking about the pictures? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's what it, it was. was. Okay. Overnight. So, so she, Morgan was home alone for a night and then my parents come back Then all of a sudden, like my parents have probably like 50 pictures in each room. Like they got a lot of pictures going on, but she picked like, 10 total and just replaced these sentimental family photos with pictures of Shrek or like the hairless dog yes and didn't say anything just kind of waited for my mom to find them so like over the course of the next couple days or months or yeah she'd be like like Morgan like you did it again she's like no it's just from the same time and like just random family photos yeah she'd find pictures that weren't like front and center. They weren't eight by tens. They were the three and a half by fives. She spent the night photocopying these pictures and changed Like, like I always wondered, what do you do at night? Like at 3 a.m. when you're still awake versus when she was, you know, drawing, that's what she would do. So I would find these random photos for, I'm not, you say days, months. <laughs> because they were not front and center. I'd walk by and I'm like, what? Why is there a hairless dog in one of my... And the thing is, guys, we used to entertain a lot. So like, <laughs> I can't imagine the number of people that just couldn't even say, um, Donna, what's what's with um, Shrek in the corner? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, her delivery was great. She was, she was dry sense of humor yeah. was hilarious. She'd always make me um, music playlists too because she knew I was I could not find music on my own. So she'd literally make one like Abe's here's some new tunes for you or Abe's get better at music and like just send it to me. I'm like thanks. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't need I to. One of one of your it. playlists is Abe's don't f this up. Oh yeah, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Thanks. All right, and I'll wrap up with a short, um, I'll, I'm gonna bring you back to, she's about a year and a half old. So this started a long time before you all met her. Um, so she's crawling, I know she's not walking at this point. And um, for those of you that don't know, we had three children within two years because Austin's you know, just two years older than they are. So it was a little busy, um, those days were fun. And uh, she, I ran upstairs for something. I, I couldn't have been gone for more than a minute or two. Morgan had proceeded to know that I was gone, of course, like most kids do. She crawled into our dining room. She crawled up on the dining room chair. She crawled up on the dining room table. I came down, she was literally, people use this as a phrase. She was literally swinging from the chandelier. To the point where I didn't know whether to grab the camera or <laughs> yank her down. I, I'm just like, this was Morgan from the get-go. I actually didn't know that story. When Kurt asked, he's like, yeah, how'd your day go? I'm like, yeah, guess what? You're not going to believe this. One of your kids was swinging from the chandelier. Is this any indication of what we've got ahead of us? And the answer is yes. You guys had to put like a clear top on, our, on yeah. her crib because she kept crawling out. Yeah. We would say goodnight, Morgan, get in your cage. <laughs> I know it sounds horrible, but the girl was a climber and an athlete long before she could walk. Let's just put it that way. So amazing. That's a good one. That is such a good one. Um, all right. I feel like I don't have sufficient words to wrap this up, but I'll try to. Um, I am so amazed as I've said by all of you guys for how you've been able to turn such insane amounts of grief into this organization and community that has done so much good and is gonna to continue to. And like you guys said, like I'm so glad you guys have gotten the feedback that you deserve and have gotten that recognition from some people, but I, I wonder what the percentage is of people that you've impacted and who actually reaches out. And I think that that ratio is probably even higher than you would think it is. I think you guys have reached so many people with Morgan's message and it's crazy to me, me that it's only been one year and I'm so excited to see where it goes in the future. So thank you guys for doing all this amazing work and being strong enough to do it too. Cause I know it's not easy. Um, so thank you guys. Another huge thank you to Morgan's message, Donna, Averly, Megan, Claire, Kat, Skye for all talking today and opening up about their experience with Morgan's message, what Morgan's message means to them and everything in between. I think that Morgan's message is an incredible, incredible platform um, and just has an incredible mission um, through amplifying stories, resources, and expertise to confront student athlete mental health 
building a community, buying for athletes, and providing a platform for advocacy. I know big things are on the way in 2021 and 2022 for Morgan's message, and I am excited that you all are a part of it with us. If you want to get in touch, you can email info at morgansmessage.org. You can go visit our site, morgansmessage.org, or on Instagram at morgansmessage.